0: Hey everybody, Paul Angelo here. Welcome to another podcast. This podcast is about emotions for gay men. We're going to discuss how to cross the emotional Rubicon and how to become comfortable with emotions, how to use very powerful tools for your emotional journey, how to create relationships that last a lifetime. Those of you who are not part of my channel, please subscribe so that we can grow together. Also, if you're not part of the Big gay Family Social Program, please join us. All gay events are going away. All gay social places are going away. The pandemic has dissolved all opportunities, or a lot of opportunities, most opportunities, to meet gay men in a healthy way. So the only places that are left over are all the trashy places, all the hookup places. And so I am encouraging you to join us at the Big Gay Family social program so that you don't have to expose yourself to abuse, so that you don't have to expose yourself to all the hurt, abandonment, and ghosting that's now happening 24-7 on the dating and hookup platforms. Join us, visit the website biggayfamily.com. So, as we talk about emotions, as we talk about emotions for gay men, how to create beautiful relationships that are emotional, we're going to talk about this from a sociological perspective first. We're going to talk about the idea of assumptive emotional agreements. We're going to talk about unspoken agreements and how those unspoken agreements are Culturally sanctioned, sanctioned by our community, our family. And in the absence of those containers, these agreements no longer take place. And that's why we are frozen in our relationships, unable to progress forward because we no longer operate through those agreements, through those social containers. Let's take a journey back into sociology and let's recognize that the world requires social containers for human beings to relate to one another. And we take it for granted because it's not something that we build, we just exist. We come together with other people and we co-create this sense of layering in society. But nobody really cares about how it's done, how culture comes together, how community comes together, how a family comes together. It just happens on its own. And that's why, for most of us, it's very difficult to understand why relationships are so difficult today. And they are so difficult because the layering of all these forces, all these cultural containers, they are the ones that make relationships happen. That if you step outside of the container of a healthy culture or healthy community, or healthy family, it's impossible for you to create relationships because the unspoken agreements for how those relationships come together, they are no longer affecting you, affecting him. As a result, there's too much randomness, too much ambiguity, too much blurriness, and nothing is possible. And what happens is anarchy. What happens is chaos. And remember, all the rules about how relationships happen, all the behaviors about how they're supposed to be created, they have to be taught. Those behaviors are not inside you. They're not inside me. Those behaviors have to be taught from younger age. And every generation teaches the next generation how to produce relationships, how to fall in love, how to create that human connection that lasts a lifetime. So we have a lot of assumptions that those behaviors are inside everybody and they just need to be awakened when someone shows up who is attractive. No, no, my friends, those behaviors are not inside you. They're not inside me. These behaviors have to be taught from scratch by the culture, by the community, and by the family. If they're not taught, Relationships simply will not take place because they are too complicated. Human beings are so complicated that for two human beings to come together, we need those forces of the community, culture, and family that produces the learning of the behaviors that ultimately create those relationships. But we're going to focus here on the emotional aspect of this process and how those unspoken agreements that are typically taught by a community or family or a culture, how those unspoken agreements play an important part in our interactions. I'll give you a perfect example. Traditionally, with a heterosexual process, this would look like this. A man meets a girl. They go out to the movies. Then they go to dinner. And then he drops her off. He says goodbye at the doorstep and then drives away. That's an agreement. It's a cultural unspoken agreement about how a man meets a girl. And we have thousands of these agreements. And we call them unspoken agreements because they're just there. They're just there in this vibrational consciousness. Everybody assumes that this is just how it is. Some psychologists refer to this as the unconscious collective. It's this collective agreement about all kinds of Things, thousands of things, maybe even hundreds of thousands of things that you don't have to write it down on a piece of paper anymore because you grew up around those conclusions, those agreements, you watched your parents follow them, you heard about it in conversations at a dinner table, at the fireplace, as you were younger, as you were a teenager, as you were in your 20s. Eventually you kind of absorbed those agreements. And now you just act it out naturally. But you see, all those agreements are going away now. All those conclusions, all those unconscious assumptions, the entire unconscious collective is now going away. And that's why in the near future, all relationships will be impossible for everyone. Because to produce those relationships, we need an entire generational influence Across the span of 10, 20, 30, 40 years to produce all these steps, all these agreements, all this unconscious layering that then influences us, causes us to behave in a certain way. Now, in the gay world, we are underpowered in this area because we did not have the equivalency of what heterosexual world had over thousands of years of the, of the production of this unconscious collective. So we kind of borrowed from heterosexuals into the gay world and we've tried to make the gay world similar to heterosexuals. That's why we call this the heterosexual normative aspects of the gay life where we borrow from them. But now as we explore the emotional aspect of relationships. We have to remember that the gay world never developed those unconscious processes. Everything has been about sex. So in our world, we don't have even those unspoken agreements about how a man goes on a date, what he's supposed to do, how he's supposed to do it, at which moment does he say, I love you. When does the emotion come into place? We don't have that infrastructure. We don't have that ecology, we can call this. We don't have that emotional ecology that straight people have had for thousands of years because in the gay world, it's all about sex. Not because it is about sex, but because there's a lot of trauma that causes gay men to not embrace emotion because it's too difficult, too complex. And we don't have those agreements that produce that emotional bridge. So everything is reverted to the instantaneous connection based on sex. So the all or nothing, right now or never, that comes from trauma, the squeeze of consciousness into the lowest common denominator, that trauma happens because we are disconnected from parents, we are disconnected from support systems, we have this trauma that is like a rapture of the soul, related to the fact that we are mostly alone. When we are alone, it's a trauma. human being is not supposed to exist by himself. Nobody should live a lonely life. A lonely life is a life of trauma. And when there is trauma, there is no emotion anymore. In a world of trauma, there is only sex. Now, this is something I decided to throw into the discussion. This relates to this emotional aspect of creating relationships, because not only we don't have those agreements and we don't have the unconscious collective, but on top of all of that, we have a lot of trauma that makes emotions impossible to create. So let's now talk about solutions to all of this, because there are solutions I want to be positive, even though I'm predicting that relationships are going to cease to exist for most people. Relationships are going to be so difficult, so impossible, so nerve-wracking, so frustrating that people are going to start giving up on all aspects of relationships because of the absence of that unconscious collective, all the norms, all the rules, all the principles that typically supposed to be given to us by our previous generations and by the culture, the community, and the family. So none of that exists. We've got the trauma now. And so relationships are literally impossible for most people. And you can try with hundreds of people, with thousands of them. It's still so complicated. Human psychology is so vast that there will always be something standing in the way. Okay, so now let's talk about positive. Okay, so I am talking to you about this for a reason. Because... I want to lead with this negativity, but I also want to come back into the positivity because there is a solution to all of this. We have intelligence. We are intellectually powerful beings. And we, I mean gay men, we're not stupid. You are not stupid. And I'm not stupid either. So now that we understand all these tragic parts about the gay culture and what we are dealing with, now, let's talk about the solutions. So, the solution is, first, we need to bring back those norms and we need to bring back those agreements. We need to reconstruct that unconscious collective. And the way we reconstruct it is by forcing these agreements into our interactions. Now, you might not like the fact that this is have to be forced, but I don't see any other way. I don't see any other way of creating something that should happen naturally in a situation where it will never happen naturally. So what we're talking about here is something will never take place organically. And yet at the same time, when we bring those agreements, most people are not going to like them because they're going to seem like they're forced. And the only reason that they may seem that they are forced is because we are so far from the best practices. We are so far from the proper ways of interacting with each other that that's why this will seem like it's forced. But unfortunately, there is no better way to do this. And so what we're talking about here is agreements in the form of social contracts, these micro-agreements that are going to be appearing at different stages of the connection process, of the interaction process. So think about it this way, that relationships, they are created out of agreements and containers. Okay, remember this. Agreements and containers. Agreements are baby steps towards clarity about why we are here, what's the process of dating, what are you supposed to do now, what are you supposed to do next, what are you supposed to do after that until you receive that experience of a solid connection and then you can take it into commitment and then marriage. There are six stages of all human relationships gay or straight. And so if we introduce these micro agreements, say three agreements for the first stage, three agreements for the second stage, three agreements for the third stage, even though it may seem like it's a lot, it's not a lot. And it saves you tremendous amount of time, saves you tremendous amount of headaches, because you are agreeing to things up front, predicting the challenges in those stages and avoiding them by bringing clarity and bringing strategic intent to the process of coming together. I'm sharing this with you because this is what we are implementing in the Big a Family Social Program right now. All the social contracts, like the Continuity Social Contract, where you agree to the presence of a third party that will be helping you make the decision whether to continue with somebody or not. As opposed to you acting out your self-sabotaging patterns, acting out your fear of intimacy, there is now a third person that's objective that will hear you out, will hear the other person out, and will make a recommendation about whether to continue or not. In most cases, the recommendation will be to continue to resolve the conflict. So this one agreement, one social contract that takes three minutes to do, is going to solve massive, massive problems that typically would lead to a breakup, would lead to walk-away abandonment and rejection. Another social contract is the red zone social contract that helps people clarify the behaviors that create trauma, abandonment, ambivalence, disrespect, rejection, behaviors that come from the ego, like the behaviors that are about seeking power. So someone in the situation wants to win rather than solve a conflict or controlling tendencies. Someone wants to control somebody and dictate the terms of engagement as opposed to using best practices. So if we agree up front that when those behaviors are seen, that this is called the red zone, and then we engage in a certain corrective measure, then that red zone behavior no longer creates trauma, and the relationship continues. Imagine another social contract called apology social contract that you agree to upfront, so that in the future, if something goes wrong, somebody apologizes, as opposed to silence creating passive aggression, creating hurt. So as you see, the social contract like the apology, red zone, continuity social contracts can be used to create an agreement for places where typically this unconscious collective assumption would be happening that would be guiding the behavior. But we don't have any of that. So we need to agree to these choices up front. It takes two minutes to create each of these social contracts. It takes a little bit of self-awareness to be able to notice how we sometimes show up in our worst selves. And then the social contracts help us protect ourselves from our own mistakes. And then the relationships are not exposed to all the drama, all the trauma, and all of the red zone behaviors. And as a result, these relationships last much longer, and you're progressing The next stage of that relationship a lot faster as opposed to always having just one date, never the second, third, or fourth date. By using these social contracts, you always have a fourth, fifth, sixth date. Just imagine the possibilities that are available when you have the chance to actually get to know other human beings. Now imagine after that sixth date, there are other social contracts, that may be even spiritual social contracts, like the golden circle social contract, which is an agreement that you're going to be there for each other forever. Now, obviously, this will be at the later stages of the relationship process. When you have commitment, when you have marriage, you agree to this golden circle social contract. Golden, meaning that it's made out of gold, kind of like a wedding ring. So this spiritual contract is about souls coming together forever and that nothing can break it apart. So we can experiment with a variety of social contracts. I created 10 social contracts for the Biggie family social program and at different stages of the relationship creation process you activate these social contracts and then you are flowing through the process kind of like a boat floating on the river and you are not scared anymore. There's no fear anymore. There is no ambiguity, there is no blurriness, there is no absence of that unconscious collective, and instead there is an agreement, there is clarity, there is direction about what's happening with this person, what's happening with this relationship. There's intention, and there's spirituality, and there's emotion. So as an example, an emotional social contract would be the commitment social contract or monogamy social contract where you agree that for a certain duration of time you're going to abide by these kind of rules. And there are three or four rules that are part of the monogamy or commitment social contract and you agree to it up front. And this is, my friends, how you come close to that vibration of what those agreements represent. Because it's not just a logical agreement. When you talk about those agreements with each other, when you actually put your name down with a signature on this agreement, you receive a vibrational something. You receive some kind of energetic something that will cause you to feel something. And this is, my friends, how we cross this emotional Rubicon to the other person's heart through all of these social contracts, these micro-agreements that are the guiding steps towards emotional awakening for you and then emotional awakening for him. And then you come together and experience the most beautiful relationships in your life. Even though I stand by my earlier statements when I said that I believe human relationships will be unavailable to most people, I still stand by that. And at the same time, I believe that there will be a group of people for whom relationships will be the best relationships that they've ever had when they use these tools in a private social program like ours. Because you can't make this happen in a public domain anymore. You can't make this happen in the absence of a social container. So the Biggie Family Social Program is the social container that facilitates all these steps, that makes all of these social contracts possible by implementing them, by allowing people to actually create these social contracts and putting the signature down and seeing it and sharing it with each other. So we need the infrastructure to make all of this possible. We need a support system to allow people to talk about these topics intelligently. And we need a third party facilitation so that people can ask a third objective party for advice, for support at moments that matter. So I believe that there will be these two extreme places in our world in the future. One extreme place of a lot of suffering, a lot of struggle, impossibility to create even the most general relationship, like somebody you go hiking with or somebody you go working out with. Even those relationships will be impossible. And then on the other extreme, we're going to see total flourishing of the most beautiful relationships you could ever imagine. Because people are going to be in these private places, separated from all of that suffering and instead connected to the most innovative tools that produce relationships that are even better relationships than they've ever had in their lives. And so those two extreme worlds are going to be worlds of the future. One world filled with suffering, filled with loneliness, filled with struggle, and the other world filled with the richest, most beautiful relationships you could ever imagine, where people use these tools that empower them, that take them to the next level in their lives, in their love lives, with their friendships, with their relationships, with their spirituality, and everything else that's happening in their lives. So my friends, we are at a very unique moment in history of humanity where the places that we used to take for granted for social purposes, they're going away. They are dismantled. Whether intentional or not, that's a different topic for a different discussion, but they're all going away. But luckily, we have other places that are being born, that are being recreated from scratch in this challenging environment, and those places have the tools that fit into this challenging environment that provide a solution to this challenging environment that we all in today. All the frustrations about dating, about sex, about relatedness. All of that can be solved now because we have the intelligence, we have the understanding, and we have the passion to actually provide all of us with the kind of transformation that paves the way for the future for the future for your life, for the future for the gay community, for the future for humanity. So I'm going to end this right here, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please subscribe to my channel so that you can join us for workshops about spirituality, sexuality, and achievement. And if you're ready for the real transformation, for the real deal, when it comes to love, relationships, and transformation, Join us at the Big Gay Family social program. And to do that, visit the website biggayfamily.com. Okay, my friends, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. Thank you for your time. And I'm looking forward to talking to you in the next podcast. Take care.